3: we're towards the end of February right now, Gio Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino, obviously alongside me. So many matchups that have happened this past week, including Champions League, and then we're heading into this week. There's so many great matchups, Champions League included league play. we're going to get into all of that stuff, but first of all, how was your weekend? I know Napoli won on Friday. you're yep. happy against Brescia. I mean, I mean, it's three points, but were you
4: no, I was, overly happy with the. I was happy with the response after the they gave up that goal. It seemed like you know, there's the marking is yeah. still kind down, of down, down at the half. Yeah. yeah, down at the half, they came back and win uh, to win that game. So that's also always good to see. I think it's just good they won. I think six out of seven, so they're kind of finding a rhythm yeah. going into the Barca matchup. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's it's fun. Champions League is back again, so it's always a good week.
3: Yeah, Champions League really had a ton of surprising ones, but we'll get into Atletico and Liverpool. I mean. This one from the start just couldn't have gone more perfect for Atletico for the way it started. You get an early goal, and then all they had to do is do what they do best, and that's defend. And simply, it was really difficult for Liverpool. We know they struggle on the road in the Champions League. We saw it against Barcelona when they eventually knocked them out when they went back to Anfield. We see the issues that they've had with Napoli at the road as well. We always highlight that. Um, and then another one. They go and face Atletico on the road. They score early, let it go. Liverpool just doesn't get a shot off on target. Sadio Mane comes out in the game, and then you're just really thinking to yourself, okay... What do Liverpool have to do in order to be kind of satisfied with the result at this point? Because you knew they weren't going to score. They had like some opportunities where they're creating some chances. And you're thinking, okay, maybe they could sneak in one, get a 1-1 draw. And that's beautiful because you get that away goal. You go back to Anfield, which is probably the most difficult place to play at this point in the world. So what, what were your takeaways from that? I think I let it go played it perfectly. It couldn't have gone better for them. But at the end of the day, Liverpool... Only a one-nothing lead. They've come back from much worse than that. And I think this team knows that and they're confident heading into the second lane.
4: Yeah, and I think the past season where they won the Champions League really proves that they're they're okay with something like this yeah. happening because they're confident that they can come back. I mean, we've seen some, you know, whirlwind of games for them to come back and beat like you, you mentioned, Barcelona. You know, I don't think this result's too bad for them. one 0 it hurts uh, when you don't get to the wiggle goal, absolutely, but at the same time if you're atletico, you're thinking you know, we should have gotten at least one more instead of kind of closing ourselves in defense and really preserving yeah. the, the 1-0 victory because going to Anfield, you know that it's going to be tough for you to score an away goal, and it's kind of inevitable, I feel like, Liverpool to score just one goal at home, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and tie the aggregate up, and then you go from there. Um, you know, I, I would be scared if I'm, if I'm Atletico just saying, you know, we needed more than one goal. I feel like. Are you going to be able to go to Anfield and, what, play defensively for a 0-0 draw the whole game? It's, it's going to be almost impossible, it's you impossible. would think, and, and against, you know, on the road for them as well. And I know that's Simeone's game as well, right? He's a defensive-minded coach, and yep. he gets paid to, to have a good defense, and they do, because they have one of the better, better ones, in, yep. even in, in La Liga, and they showed it against Liverpool in the first leg. But I don't think it's enough, ultimately.
3: No, and the odds makers are even looking at it and they're saying my, uh, plus 700 for Atletico to win on the money line in the return leg. Liverpool's in the minus 200s at this point, point. Um, and, and we're still a little bit away from that, so things can obviously change, but I think you're right. Atletico simply cannot come out defensive when they get to Anfield because it's really difficult to do that for 90 minutes. I think they have to, you know, keep it open a little bit, try their best to create chances to maybe sneak one in because you can't play scared. You can't go into one of the toughest places in the world to play and just say, okay, we're going to try and defend for 90 minutes. Eat that out because let's face it, as great of a defensive performance that was by Atletico, you're not going to hold Liverpool to zero shots on target. Two legs, over over two legs, right? That's simply, I think personally, it's impossible to pull off something like that. So so for me, I'm still not worried about Liverpool advancing to the next round. I think if they were to lose, that's probably the best possible way for them to lose, even though there wasn't an away goal there. Um, Again, this is why Liverpool is the best team in the world. This is why they've only lost in a handful of times over the past, what, 24 months or so? So for me, I think Liverpool is going to advance with that. But Atletico still has a chance here now, right? Because if they do somehow manage to sneak an away goal, you know, even if it's 1-1, if it's 2-1 Atletico, they are going to play it defensive. It just depends when those goals occur. So look out for live betting stuff, because if that game is 1-1 in the second half... I think Atletico has a ton of value to potentially bet on them. England. Yeah,
4: absolutely. They're going to have to shoot out for that away goal. It's it, you. You just stopped Liverpool from getting one, yeah. so you have to go out and get one. That that kind of puts you up as if you know you're up by by two goals. As you know, like, can, it kind of counts as double that goal. Same counting. odds to advance, and,
3: by the way. Minus one eighteen to the next round for both teams.
4: So yeah. So the odds odds makers are giving them that you know that um, favor or odds. But they're not confident in just a, an away win, which doesn't yeah. mean they need the away win. A 1 1 no, draw know. gets in. Exactly. An so, exactly. And that's all they'll need. And listen, I know we're saying Liverpool, there's really no shot that they're getting eliminated, and I get that. But, you know, it, anything could happen, but at the same time, they haven't. Shown us that that they're gonna falter, right? We've seen really They've great teams,
3: it. yeah, yeah, that 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 eventually like flop in that, and and I think one of the things that I think we should be getting into is is some of the games that are gonna be happening today, and that is Real Madrid and Man City, and Real Madrid Man City. I mean, look at it right now; these two teams. Uh, couldn't be in more different directions, right? right? I mean, Man City has all these issues with the appeal and and the whole Champions League ban. And now Real Madrid, they're not playing that great in La Liga. They have El Clasico this week on top of this star-studded matchup against Man City. Man City still has their defensive issues as well. It's just not they're not playing great football. But they are playing better in the league. The Eden Hazard injury has the hairline fracture, so we know he's definitely missing this matchup. We know we've been on Real Madrid all season long. Is there a reason to back off of them now and for Man City to strike while the iron's hot?
4: This is, it's just such a weird situation because you think that the whole ban thing would you know, turn a team off and really maybe start This a, one's uh, at the Bernabeu, by the way. Right, and start some catastrophe where they just start collapsing. And this could be the other way around now. Now that Hazard went down—listen, we've said all season long that even with Hazard out, they've been getting yep. it done. But look at what's happening now. Benzema, I think it's four or five games he hasn't scored, so he's in yeah. kind of a drought. There's no other goal scorers really stepping up to score for them. You know, they they need stuff from their midfielders. Their defenders aren't always going to score. You know, you can get the occasional Ramos goal, but it's not like he's yeah. always going to be scoring for you. And if Benzema's not scoring, you don't have Ronaldo anymore. So it kind of you know starts scaring you. I think this is the point where we should start to worry, at least for Champions League. I think um, with Barca, it's still I'm not still convinced that they're fully back yet. So. La Liga is still a possibility for uh, Real Madrid, especially heading into the El Clasico, which we'll get to. But yeah. for Man City, this is the time to pounce on a Real Madrid team that's kind of suffering, just like Man City was earlier. And, you know, they still have their injuries yeah. too. Don't get me wrong. Of course, yeah. But right now is where Real Madrid now, without uh, the Hazard that had just come back, now he's gone again. Uh, they have other guys as well who are kind of day-to-day, like Bale, Jovic, who ha- you know haven't really yeah. produced either. Yeah. So where are they going to get their, their production from? It's, it's hard now.
3: Yeah, I think they just really just, this is the midfield battle for me, in my opinion, right? I think we kind of understand who has the advantage on the other two sides of the ball, right? I think Man City, it's safe to say at this point, they have the better advantage in terms of attack. We know Real Madrid have the better advantage in terms of the defense. They have the better defenders all around, right? right. But it's simply the midfield. Man City have the best midfielder in the world at the moment in Kevin De Bruyne. But the collection of midfielders at Real Madrid are better, in my opinion. But this one's at the burnabout. Right. So if there is a place that Man City have issues with or teams in general that have problems exercising their demons, we know all the time how many teams struggle, especially from England, to go into the Bernabeu in Madrid to go beat them. And the one iconic one is Thierry Henry going there for Arsenal and beating them. That was like a decade and a half ago. So so now we're expecting a team that has never done this before to go into the Bernabeu. Honestly, they need an away goal here. Otherwise, I'm not completely convinced in this. I would love Man City if they were hosting this first leg, considering the whole situation with Real Madrid. But Real Madrid are in the Bernabeu. They're going to be a little bit more comfortable than they would be on the road playing um, at Man City. For me, if you have to pick a result here, where are you leaning? Are are you picking everyone's plus money here in terms of money line? Who are you leaning with? We We cited all these problems and issues, the advantages, disadvantages of both teams. Who do
4: you like more? I like I like a goal bet, actually, more. I feel like uh, you okay. can get something like in uh, maybe over two and a half. I feel like there's going like to be goals. I half? feel like there's okay. going to be goals in this game. The only thing is I would still sort of lean towards Real Madrid just because of the fact that they're home. We've mentioned this before. It's hard for, uh, especially English teams, it seems like to come in and beat them at home, or just in Europe in general. They're always good in the Champions League. Yep. And it's just weird. You look at the odds on FanDuel, and Real Madrid home is actually an underdog, right? Plus 185 to plus 135. And that's got to be because of the injuries. There's no other way to to put it because Man City hasn't shown enough to tell me they're massive favorites coming into this game. You know, if I have to lean towards a money line, I would would say something like a 2-1 for Real Madrid. I just feel like Real Madrid could pull it out um, but then I'd be worried going into England. A,
3: to, you like 2-1 is a really good result for Man City,
4: right? Uh, if they were to lose a, game, Absolutely. You can right? look at the other way and say, hey, this is a good result for Man City too, getting that away goal. And then going back to England, I mean, they can get it done as well. Because we've seen Real Madrid now with the injuries, they, they seem a little bit shaky. They yeah. lost this past weekend as well. Yeah. Not always a good result when you're trying nope. to uh, go into El Clasico ahead of Barcelona and now you're behind them. Yep. So it, it's scary to think about. But I think, um, I think Real Madrid could pull one out at home at least.
3: Yeah, I, I think so, too, because, again, their defense has been a mainstay this season. It's been one of the five best in the world. They can handle Gabriel Jesus. Um, Aguero, not the greatest Champions League player. Sterling, I, hasn't he's, played that he's well, been fantastic at, when, at Man City for the past 18 months. But you're right. Reach just down. the past few months, he struggled a little bit. And I think, I think that's just everything within Man City in general for them. So... I think Real Madrid, I think if you're going to lean a winner, I see that happening. I do see Man City grabbing an away goal, however, and that is going to be vital, especially if you want them to go to the next round because I think they're going to be in really good position. I think if they're going to lose and a good loss for them, in my opinion, 2 to one's a really good loss. Absolutely. Um, I know. It's it's kind of difficult because everyone over here in the States is used to it. There's no such thing as a good loss. You lose. But when you're in these uh, two legs and you in the Champions League, away goals matter. 2-1 one's a pretty good loss. Um, to advance, though, so if it goes 2-1 really quick, who do you think is going to advance?
4: I, I still give Real Madrid. I feel like they just had more experience overall, yep. right? Exactly. Battle-tested, they they have those war wounds, but they've gotten it done in the past. Um, I'll give them the edge to, to advance, regardless right. of this result, right. but only if they win. Yeah,
3: Man yeah. City have pretty good chances if they lose 2-1, to one, but we'll see what happens.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick. We have our friends from AccuScore here to break down a couple of games for us. Wolves and Spurs is one of the top games that we want to highlight here. Spurs have obviously had a ton of key injuries to their squad. Sun is out for the foreseeable future, probably the rest of the season. Harry Kane, obviously, out for the rest of the season as well. Wolves are also vying for another Europa League spot along with Spurs. Who wins in this matchup? Do Spurs get some points here?
7: Last time when these teams met um, at Tottenham home field, um, Wolverhampton was a significant underdog, and their odds were over eight in that game. Um, outcome was uh, 3-1 win for Wolves, and uh, even though this time it looks very even, surprises can happen, and um, this can be big score fest for either of those teams.
8: Yeah, offensively Spurs haven't been very good under Jose Mourinho at any point and now they are missing both Son and Harry Kane, uh, which will spell trouble against a sound defensive team like Wolves is. Um, At home Spurs have played better than on the road, so this speaks for them. Uh, But they did lose to Chelsea, they did lose to Liverpool at home. But they are still in contest for Champions League spots, so that's something that shouldn't be ruled out. Uh, They are only four points behind fourth uh, place Chelsea, even if they lost their game against them just a a couple of days ago. Um, Wolves are hunting the exact same spot, so with a win they are able to leapfrog Spurs. Uh, They are one point behind only. Um, they played really well against big clubs, uh, their playing style suits that sort of uh, situation really well. They give out the possession, but they strike back with a, with a lot of efficiency and uh, they've been scoring goals uh, pretty easily as of late. Uh, especially Diogo Jota now is absolutely on fire. He scored five goals in the last two games, scored a hat-trick against Espanol in Europa League and then two against Norwich and was very close of the third one as well. Um, In simulations, the game does look very even and very low scoring. Uh, Tottenham will win with 32% probability, Uh, the draw gets 33% and Wolves are a tiny bit uh, favorite here with 35%. Uh, But as the percentages say, it is pretty much a three-way coin flip this time around.
3: Yeah, it's really vital for Spurs to get a win here or even points in general because Wolves are a very tough matchup. Speaking of Wolves in general, do you think they have enough to take this on the money line victory?
7: Uh, when we review the totals, um, AccuScore predictions have been reasonably accurate for Tottenham home games, uh, even though there has been very few value bets for totals. Actually, only two in this season when Tottenham has played at home. And um, out of those two, one was correct, one was push. So by betting twenty, you would end up having twenty-nine in your pocket. How do you see, it, Tommy? Uh, would you bet total in this game, or if not, um, which team you would uh, find some value for bet one x two market?
8: Both teams are likely to go very conservatively in this game. Uh, neither team wants to lose, and it's uh, very important not to give the three points to their opponents. Um, in simulations, both teams average well under one goal. Uh, Spurs will score 0.74 on average, and Wolves uh, with 0.89 on average. So, very low scoring game, very even. Um, so, uh, Wolves are favored a tiny bit, but it is very, very close.
3: Hopefully, they give us a great battle for a Europa League matchup over there in the Premier League. But we're going to head over to Serie A now, where we have Roma and Cagliari. Cagliari has obviously played well this season, but they've teetered off a little bit. Roma hit a little bit of a snag, but they've played much better as of late. Who do you see winning this matchup?
8: Cagliari definitely overachieved to start the season. They were in top four at some point, and they're not that good a team uh, by a long shot. They're back... Uh, where they belong in the middle of the pack they're 11th now um, and actually they haven't won since December the 2nd in Serie A so it's been 10 games uh, that they haven't won Um, Roma has had some issues as well they uh, lost three straight uh, recently but they got some positives now they beat Ghent in Europa League and uh, Lecce at home for nothing just this weekend so they're trending upwards a little bit as they probably should Um, they are fifth now which is pretty much their correct position in Serie A the teams above them have played a bit better but Roma is still challenging for the Champions League spots which would be the top four um, in this game the simulations indicate Roma to be uh, definite favorites it's 51 percent for Roma uh, draw gets 25 percent and Cagliari only gets 24 percent at home so even on the road Roma is clear favorites to win this one
7: Roma definitely have been the better team here because last time um, when Cagliari won at home against Roma, it was over eight years ago. and um, generally Roma has been a um, better team because last uh, four games then, when they have visited uh, Sardinia, uh, they won two and then two games have been two two draws. so every time when it has been a tight game, it has been also quite a goal fest um, compared to other, Matchups when Roma has won 0 1. Uh, AccuScore predictions um, have been um, accurate when whenever there has been value for Roma in this game, but that has been very few, so only once out of these four games um, that has happened and it has been correct. So I also agree with Tommy that um, Roma is the better bet in this game. Hopefully, we get a winner in that one because
3: draws are kind of boring if we're being honest here, but if you had to take a team or win total in this matchup between these two, what are you taking and why? Uh,
7: For totals, um, uh, the total line has fluctuated a bit, but it's quite high right now. 3.25 or even 3.5 in some places. Um, uh, Do you see, Tommy, that um, it would make sense to bet over or is it uh, going already too high in team? Total or match total. Both the team totals
8: and the game totals are set quite high for this game, uh, but AccuScore simulations do agree with that assessment. Uh, As Roma scores 1.96 goals per game, uh, Cagliari scores 1.34 goals per game, so this all adds up to 3.30 on average. So it is safe to say that we would go over three goals for this game.
3: Tommy Tumas, thank you so much for sending in your videos. As always for AccuScore, guys, please check them out at AccuScore on Twitter and AccuScore.com. They have the best data and information possible for football, soccer, whatever you love to call the world's beautiful game. Gio, we're talking some more gambling here, obviously, within the Champions League. We're going a little bit with futures here. There's a lot of different things that you could do in terms of futures. You could always pick teams. You could pick the country that they're in. To win, to advance to the next round, but we're going to stick it to teams to win this tournament, right? Um, this year, it's kind of like college basketball. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more open. There's maybe one to two teams that some people like to lean often towards more than not, and that would really be Liverpool. Do you think Liverpool's still the favorite? Because they would have to be going back to the third straight final. Very difficult to do.
4: I think they're still the favorite, you know, despite yeah. where we are right now. Obviously, the time of this. Uh, we're at there, you know, behind 1-0 on the uh, the Atletico, aggregate. Yeah. But listen, uh, by the time they get back to Anfield, I think that they can pull this off. If Probably w- the best possible
3: odds you can get considering they're going in already down. As it so, so, yeah, the, the opportunity that Atletico could advance to the next round, it means, hey, Liverpool's odds are lower um, than they usually are to win the Champions League. But on the summer, other hand, too,
4: you mentioned it. if Atletico somehow gets through, right, they could be something that you guys want to look towards because they're they already yeah. beat the favorite and you know going forward why not if they if they did def- defensively well against the best team in Europe then they can do it against the other teams right
3: yeah because then even then you could possibly hedge your bet if you don't like the matchup that they have going forward or if they get a favorable matchup say there is a team that that advances you know say Chelsea beats Bayern for example and then Atletico plays Chelsea next thing you know Atletico has a chance to go to the semifinals and your odds of that. Could be pretty good. Um, but yeah, a- anyone outside of Liverpool, though, because there is just, there's not really a team that has solidified itself. We know Man City have their issues. We know Real Madrid have their issues as of late. We'll see what happens this week. We also have Barcelona having their issues. Juve haven't been particularly mm-hmm. commanding. I mean, there's always Bayern looming in the shadows. What team out of all of those that I just named do you really like?
4: I mean, I think Juventus has the talent to get it done, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I don't know if they're playing the correct style or uh, the system is working the way they wanted it to. We'll have to see what, what happens because this could very well be Saudi's one and only season as a Juventus manager. Yeah. I think, that's you that's know, fair. obviously Italian teams, uh, the Italian teams, even with Atalanta, uh, up 4-1 right now, Juventus is the, the best Italian team in the tournament. That's yeah. obvious. well, yeah. But I wanted to bring up um, France because PSG, I know they're down 2-1, but we said this could be their year finally where they could, you know, they go through. They're and, their home in their return line. And they got the away goal, so do you are you confident I, that this I'm could be? I'm still pretty
3: confident in them, and I know Neymar, he kind of saw it over the weekend, he got another red card, so his frustrations can't carry over right. to that. He has to be 100% healthy. Thomas Tuchel did a pretty poor job of making those substitutions in that Borussia Dortmund game because you can't have Mbappe up top by himself, Mm -hmm. right? You need to have him out wide so he could create on the wings, eventually like cut on the inside and try and score. You have Cardi, you have Cavani. So I think it really, again, depends that PSG have the talent to do it. They don't always necessarily have the manager to do so. So Thomas Tuchel has to have one of his best tactical Mm -hmm. performances as a manager going into that country to win. Liverpool, really the only one in England, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's able to win this. I like Spain if it's a country, just because I think Barcelona, or Real Madrid, are the country that have at least two teams that we see that could win this tournament.
4: Yeah, I, I, I absolutely I, I agree with Spain because any of those three can really get it done. Um, you look to England and you look at one, you know, Tom. You'd have England second just because. Yeah, of Liverpool. because you, that's really all you have. You have yeah. to see what Man City does against Real Madrid, and then you have to. You also take into consideration that. Tottenham's really banged up at I this mean, point. I mean, Leipzig had a great you know, win. They did right? have nothing
3: over at Spurs. I mean, that's exactly what you need. And it's going to
4: take way too much for the Spurs to, with no Son, no cane to come back in that one. But Spain has three very solid teams. Even if you take out, uh, you know, Valencia. So
3: okay, three countries here. Rank them in order really quick. Spain, England, Italy. Okay, we'll go France before just because PSG. Um, in order.
4: No, I think I think uh, England because I'm so high on Liverpool. Liverpool and then we have Spain. Uh, Spain and Italy.
3: Yeah. Spain early and then France. All right, everybody. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about the MLS. It's finally back. Stay tuned.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the free kick and welcome back MLS, right, Gio? Uh, We always start the seasons a little bit earlier over here, much different, obviously, than Europe, you know, nice summer, late start there, going into May, depending on the leagues. MLS, they start, you know, late February, early March, they go all the way deep into November sometimes, so tell me, you're a big MLS guy, we got fantasy here, by the way. Mm-hmm. This isn't just gambling. Right. We have the fantasy for you here as well. If you guys are into some DFS, Geo is a fantasy MLS writer as well. So there's been a ton of moves, obviously. We know Zlatan moved back to Milan. He's right. no longer in the MLS, so that's a big name loss for them there. But they got probably the biggest name they could have gotten back in the MLS with Chicharito. We also have discussed that as well over to L.A. Mm-hmm. Tell me, who are some of the guys that some people should be eyeing, some big name people that you should be adding if you do season-long stuff where you create your lineup or even DFS values from time to time. Who do you really like? Who are some of the big names?
4: Take it away. I mean, you go to the obvious ones, right? You have Vela, you have uh, Chicharito, Pozuelo as well, uh, Maxi Morales from NYCFC. Uh, some people rank him as a top midfielder, actually, or a top uh, creating midfielder in the MLS. Listen, you when you're talking about fantasy, you want guys that take your set pieces Take your penalties, um, take your corners, and and of those you know those stats because those stats are what's going to get you um, the biggest numbers or production on something like a FanDuel or a DraftKings. So you know Villa had a record-breaking season last year. We've seen uh, Joseph Martinez also come yeah. back. You know, not repeat exactly the same run, but have a great season for Atlanta as well. He's you know he's still up there as well as someone you'll look forward to. Chicharito coming in for Zlatan spot. I don't think he'll have. You know the same crazy. We know, we know he doesn't have the same they're crazy. Different, they're different styles. Ex- they're totally absolutely, different the players, personality so. is different. The charisma is different. But he's proven, you know, in North and South America as well as being a legend yeah. uh, for his his own right as well. And I think with the likes of uh, Pavón in LA as well, uh, the winger there, they're going to have some production. And Chicharito should fill in well for Zlatan. You know, I I could see him getting towards the twenty goal mark. I'm not saying he's going to get to thirty, that, but yeah. he can if he stays healthy. Um, do that as well. Pozuelo has been amazing um, coming to the MLS last year. You have Carlos Heel as well. There's so many names to talk about. Um, and I just wanted to mention quickly, just maybe out of bias, because we know this guy, he's also American-born. Giuseppe Rossi um, going to Ralph Salt Lake. New Jersey kid. Originally. Absolutely. If he stays healthy as well, guys, you know, he could be a person that will score some goals for you, get some of those assist numbers as well. You know, all these guys are people to look forward to. And obviously, once we get into the season, there's going to be a lot more people who maybe we didn't see come out of the woodwork and just really produce as well. Um, but I think Villa could repeat as MVP, to be honest with you, because, yeah. I mean, LAFC is still built to, to have success. That premature exit in the, in the MLS playoffs was, uh, you know, kind of embarrassing, I think, with the I way think so.
3: they got totally dominated they, by Seattle. They destroyed yeah. the
4: whole league the whole year, and then, you know, they kind yeah. of pooped it out there in the, uh, the playoffs. So I see Villa coming out with a vengeance as well. Um, there's no, none of this uh, distraction where it's uh, you know, Zlatan versus Vela. Yeah. But now we have Mexico versus Mexico, yeah. right? Chicharito versus Vela, which should be very fun. I, I, I'm very excited to see what happens this season. But those are some of the guys you should look forward to. But we'll get into more as the season progresses.
3: Yeah, so really, I know it's kind of early. If you were to put down maybe a futures for an MVP, mm-hmm. who are you leaning towards? Because we know these are two of the best Mexican players of their generation in Chicharito and Carlos Vela. Who do you like to do that? I mean, I I think Carlos Vela has a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder for Chicharito. It's a little bit more house money, you know, because the European dream, as he just said it, kind of ended now. You know, he played at the biggest clubs that you could have played at, Manchester United, Real Madrid first in. Um, I believe he was at Sevilla as well. So this guy has proven it everywhere, played pretty solid in international tournaments as well. For me, he's been far and away the best Mexican player that I've seen in my life. I know I'm only about 25 years old, but still, this guy is a legend. I think he's, his legend's only going to grow bigger playing in L.A., you know, the close proximity to Mexico. I think I want to put money on Chicharito for MVP. What
4: say you? I mean, I could see why you would do that 100%. For me personally, I'm still going to lead towards Villa repeating. Honestly, okay. I feel like they'll make a deep run into the playoffs this season. I think that you know they got that first season out of the way, and Villa could easily reproduce what he did last season. I mean, we saw when we, when Joseph Martinez came back, and you know he still had a stellar season as well. You know he he's more of a goal scorer. He's not going to feed yep. his teammates as much, or the, you know he does rack up assists. But Villa has that all around game. He could play on you know both wings pretty much sweet left foot can play as your center forward or striker so he's versatile right he'll okay. move around and stuff like that i think if i want to give you a you know a dark horse really quickly i think alejandro posuelo from toronto because i think okay. people won't look at them that much toronto is you they're, know the team, the,
3: they have the third highest odds to win the whole they're, MLS they're cup. built they're to plus win. They're,
4: they're built that you know they can make a deep run and it's funny because we kind of make fun of, of josie altador right sometimes and saying he he's is the american player. striker and but for MLS, I, I know, but yeah. for MLS, <laughs> he's built for that game. You know, if he's healthy, sure. we saw when he came back, he could score every game. And if you have Pozuelo feeding him there, the yeah, only thing is... Yeah, but the only <laughs> thing is Pozuelo doesn't score as many goals as Villa. You know, Villa sure. put up almost 30. So if um, I had to I be know. safe... Yeah, because, Villa.
3: you know, I understand that because in America, sometimes we always try to look towards the numbers, the yeah. numbers, who's scoring the most, most goals I, and all exactly. that kind of stuff. And then you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, does that really matter as much because... We've seen so many great players over the years, whether it's in Europe, you know, South America, international tournaments, they don't necessarily have to score the goals, right? Like Zinedine Zidane is not a top goal scorer. No. Fernando Torres has more career goals than Zidane. Are you taking Torres over him? Is he more valuable than him? No, he's obviously not. So for you, do is that potentially possible that you see someone like that that could steal? Because again, LAFC, by the way, plus 340 is the heavy favorite to win this MLS Cup, is this, ve- this kind of seems like the odds makers are saying this is Vela's to lose.
7: Yeah,
4: and you mentioned it before, chip on your shoulder, right? He has everything to prove again. I, I mean, I don't think people in North America, obviously Mexico, they know what player he is and yeah. whoever else watches the MLS because, you know, it is slowly increasing. The viewership, it, it's growing. Yeah. I don't think they doubt that he's a great player. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Sure. We, we saw in all the derbies last season, he can be there. You know, he, he'll show up and he will score for you. And you know, produce chances, you know, he was one of the most chances created, if not the most last year, I can't remember the exact number. You know, I think it's his title to lose, LAFC's title to lose. I really don't see why they can't, and 340, don't get me wrong, plus 340 for a futures bet, if they're the favorite, it's not a bad number. I mean, you kind of, you want to take that. Well, the next
3: that. highest ones are Atlanta and Toronto are tied at plus 750, so in reality, a 400 gap is pretty sizable. And again, this isn't like Europe. This isn't where it's strictly the regular season is the title yeah. and the postseason, right? It is the playoffs that matter. And we've seen Seattle Sounders, not necessarily the greatest regular season team, going in there, they're built, they know how to win, they win yeah. that, and, you know, anything is possible there. So if you have to go prediction really quick for I'll both still be MVP safe.
4: and... I, I'll say Vela for, for MVP be, uh, uh-huh. is the safest pick you can, you can have. Um, but yeah. I, I agree with you that Chicharito could be right there behind him. Yep. Um, and I think Pozuela will get some looks as well I will keep mentioning that because he he really did carry Toronto to the playoffs I mean they no one really s- suspected yep. them to get there or expect them to get there uh and a win I'll just put the laFC will go deeper I feel like they can win it this year yeah although I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto makes it to the final somehow because I feel like just you know Toronto and Seattle, underneath they just get there, everything yeah. else they could just get there and like you mentioned yep. you always kind of have the same teams getting there but I like Villa for MVP. I'm most confident about that if I had to pick.
3: All right. Well, there you have it there. So we're going to be moving over to the Premier League now. Manchester United, man. I I, I don't know what the narrative is or what we have to really say about them. They're only three points back in fourth place to get into the Champions League. I'm really kind of dumbfounded by this because we know how great Liverpool have been. We know how good Leicester City are. We know how good Manchester City are despite all the injuries. Gio, I just got one question to ask. Is Manchester United this good, or is the Premier League after the top three teams this bad?
4: Listen, no offense to any Man U fans watching the show. Plus 230 to finish top four, by the way. Legendary club, have so much history. We know over the past couple years they're not the same. It's, It's also a fact that the rest of the league is just playing abysmal right now. You have Arsenal, who's battling around the tenth spot. Um, playing you know, so much and even in though, this matchup, the it, they are, they are. Teta's finally gotten them playing well. Uh, fun game against Everton, where and this yep. matchup is Everton-Man United. Um, but listen, I have to give them some credit because they also have a lot of injuries as well. You know, Rashford was informed yeah, before well, that injury, yeah.
3: and now now he's officially out for the rest of the season. So exactly. that's massive. That's the best Now they have player. to
4: depend on Martial, who hey, the past couple games has Stepping gotten it done. And I'm really, um, you know, they should be very happy that they got Bruno Fernandez because. He's come in and really stepped it up for them. You know, he's just and very. That's what creative. they needed.
3: They needed an immediate impact for someone that you're paying that type of price Absolutely.
4: for. Absolutely. Yep. And and I saw a funny stat actually. It was him compared to Mesut Ozil of Arsenal. Yeah. And in three games, he has as many goals and more assists than Ozil already for this. You know, and I understand Ozil is yeah, also I mean, on the back yeah, end of his it, career. still. You know, still though. But still, to to have that instant impact for a team who needs it is, yeah. is so crucial. And, and I think that's why they're getting some of these results now.
3: Yeah, and, and I mean, look, Everton, too. We know how much they struggle. Carlo Ancelotti obviously has come in there. He stopped the bleeding somewhat. But at the end of the day, when your squad's that poor, it's really difficult to get a lot out of them. We know Rick Carlson is such a talented player. He's a name that will definitely be circling around all the top clubs come this summer. But for this matchup, Everton, you know, they always kind of give te- – they're inconsistent when they play some of the top teams, right? you see them step up and play well against you know, some of the other top sides, and then they have that showing against Arsenal this weekend, where you're kind of looking at yourself as like, again, the similar question, is Arsenal that good or is Everton that bad? For me here, Man United on the road, plus 180, Everton plus 150, money line, plus 240 on the draw. <sighs> if I'm going towards a winner, I'm going Manchester United. If I, want a, if I want a result that I'm most likely feeling, I think I'm kind of feeling a draw.
4: Yeah, and I was just going to say that, um, but I have to agree. I feel like a draw is the closest ever to Because you're not confident
3: to... in either of
4: these teams winning. No, and look right? at the defenses. I mean, they're all conceding yeah. goals. I mean... You know, man, you so, had a clean yeah. sheet, but it was, you know, against Wofford. So. Yeah, well, still though, you ha-
3: you still have to do it at the end no, of the day. 100%. You have to play who you play, and then you have to eventually, obviously, win those games. So if you have to pick something here, money line, what are you feeling?
4: Draw at plus two forty. I think you can make. Draw you plus two forty. Well yeah. Any over under numbers two and a half. Right over quick? and over two and a half. Over two and like a half. I feel like it'll be a, a shootout kind of. All game. right.
3: Well, there you have it. But when we come back, the top matchups in European football
1: Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
3: All right, everybody, we're back here. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino, El Clasico, Derby d'Italia. There's so many top matchups throughout Europe. This right here, okay, this right here, in terms of the way these clubs have been playing, right, because we talk about all the time throughout Europe. Manchester United is not what they used to be. Milan's not what they used to be. Um, Even some of the other clubs, like Arsenal, not at the top of their game like they used to be. Inter, close back to the top. Juve, obviously been at the top. Real Madrid, Barcelona, we know they dominated last decade. These matchups right here between these four clubs are some of the best football that you will be able to watch throughout the whole entire world, and we're getting them both on the same weekend. But first, we're going to start off with El Clasico. We highlighted earlier in the show some of the issues that Real Madrid have had at this point. They're home in this matchup. Barcelona, the away team here. Barcelona clearly playing a lot better. We know it's Messi FC. Had a hat trick over the weekend in 26 minutes. Finished with four goals. Real Madrid obviously lost. They've been struggling up top. Barcelona underdogs here. Everyone is plus money. Once again, we're throwing it up top right now. Plus 125 for Real Madrid. Plus 270 on the draw. Plus 200 Barcelona. Gio, I personally love the spread here for Barcelona to cover the number. Minus 170 for them. Plus 1. That is my favorite pick in that. Obviously, we've been on Real Madrid this whole time. We've been saying pick them to win the league. I'm not shying away from that. But what matters, though, is obviously form. And we say form is important. Take that over history every single time. It's messy, man. This guy is just so unbelievable. Every single time Barcelona worries about it. He missed the first seven games of the season. He is far and away the top scorer in La Liga. Are
4: you betting against Messi this week? How could you bet against Messi? Are you going to bet against Messi? I, I just ask, said I'm not. <laughs> if you're if you're smart, you wouldn't bet against Messi. I mean, if I had to choose one, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to go with one of these teams, you have to lean towards Barca, and you get good odds at plus two hundred. I mean, yep. there's no reason not to. And then the spread <clears throat> at plus one minus one seventy as well. Um, there's no reason not to lean towards that. And you know, Barca's has finally gotten back ahead in the table as well. Listen, I'm like you as well, not shying away from Real Madrid. Yep. I think it's, you know, with, what, 13 games left or so like that, yep. uh, one of those numbers, they're not, you know, too It'll far be 12 out. 12 after you know, this game, yeah. Exactly, and, th- you know, if Barca does win this game, they're, I think, plus 5. It's still doable. You never know what's going to happen because Barca, like I mentioned earlier in, this, in the program as well, I feel like, you know, they're back, but I'm not fully convinced that they're back no. because they're still relying on Messi, right? Because still we, we... Messi FC,
3: Because when we're recording this this on on a Monday, this is prior to whatever's happening between Barca and Napoli, right? So who knows? Maybe that carries over into the weekend. Even Real Madrid. Real Madrid already played their Champions League game, so they don't really necessarily have to worry about that. Barcelona on the road for both of these. Is that a factor to you? Does that matter that these guys are traveling around? Two of the. Toughest places, by the way, to play. Despite whatever Napoli is doing in the league, we, we talk about it all the time, that is really irrelevant to what happens in the Champions League. Are you taking that into account here?
4: Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, and also, uh, there's some his- fun history behind these matchups, right? Because you have Messi finally going to the course, San Paulo. This, is, a, this, this is, is,
3: in terms of quality in both clubs and, and all the players that have come across, this is the best rivalry right, in the sport.
4: Right, absolutely. And, and by the time, we, like Martino mentioned, by the time you guys are watching this, Barca's matchup would have been over but they made a trip to Napoli which isn't see, always a funny Yeah, me. I mean we'll see will be if I'll be happy or not, but it's going to be a hostile environment for Barca, but I've seen already up to this point where we are uh, a lot of Napoli fans Just love and respect Messi and also think about it He's the best Argentina player to come back to the Sao Paulo since Maradona, you know what I mean? So this is a historical type of thing what about as well. that, What
3: about that guy that set the goal-scoring record? Yeah, or...
4: we're not going to talk about that okay. guy because, you know, I'm not going to say things that I shouldn't say on the show. But, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, but, listen, I mean, Barca also going on the road, both teams going on the, you know, having Champions League fixtures is going to mm-hmm. matter. I think it comes down to health, unfortunately. I know we're beating a dead horse here and always keep mentioning it. It matters. But every it, it really does matters. matter, and especially with current form, because up to the injuries uh, this past couple weeks, you know, Real Madrid didn't seem like they were slowing down, right? The worst yep. they can do is draw a game, and now that they, they've lost some leads. This was 0-0 last time they right.
3: played. Right,
4: and they've lost some leads, and then now they lost the past weekend as well from when you guys are watching this as well. So it's, it's tough for me to say that I'm fully convinced on Real Madrid for this game. I'm not going to completely give up on them for the season because you just never know what happens. But with Messi just being in the form that he is right now, how is it you just can't go against it? And Barca plus 200 is just something you've got to go, I, I'm, if I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Barca if I'm picking yeah. one.
3: Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. For me, to, the safest and the one I love the most is just the minus 170 bar so to cover the spread mm-hmm. there. I think it's really hard to go against that. And look, we say this time and time again in sports, and, and it's really difficult sometimes in soccer football, right, because it is a lot harder for an individual to have an impact as opposed to a quarterback in the NFL or LeBron James in basketball or even Mike Trout in baseball. I think probably – Mike Trout in baseball is the closest thing with Messi. There, like you can only do so much. Um, I think soccer players have bigger impact, obviously. Um, but that's just a whole nother conversation I have. Um, but simply here, this is Messi we're talking about. The guy is starting to catch fire now, and he when he goes through stretches like this, this guy has single-handedly closed the gap between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Right? This isn't something where it was these two teams throughout. The history of time since when these two clubs started that they're going back and forth between titles that both of these teams are going back and forth between the best clubs in the world in reality messi has significantly closed the gap between these teams and and the amount of trophies that they have right because this is quite frankly the greatest player of a generation we are a messy kind of a show here right mm. we think messi is a better player than cristiano ronaldo and it is moments like this when the league is riding on Leo Messi to show up and get a win for Barcelona. Because at this point, I know we've been on Real Madrid forever now. They go five points clear here if they get the win at the Bernabeu. Messi is certainly capable of that. If you're leaning towards a winner, really quick, who are you going with?
4: Yeah, I'll lean towards Barca. i just put it that yeah. simple. You can't really go you know in another direction. If Real Madrid comes out and really... They oh, have performs. the capability. Absolutely this is
3: one of the best duos outside a Liverpool, in my opinion currently, that could stop Messi. Varan and, and Sergio, Sergio Ramos. Ramos, they're that good. I'm just a little I don't trust I don't trust Thibaut Courtois. I, I simply don't. I don't think this guy has simply lived up to the billing that you get rid of Keylor Navas and this guy shows up and he plays that well. So we'll go with that. I like Barca covering the spread. you like Barca to win? If you, do you like Barca covering the spread? Yeah, the spread, spread
4: is the more safer okay. bet. Spread
3: is more safer bet. But we're going to be moving over to Italy now, Derby Italia, inter Juve. We know how well Inter has been playing over the course of the season. Stumbling a little bit, not playing as great as they should. Uh, we obviously highlighted that loss against Lazio was difficult. This one is playing behind closed doors. There are going to be no fans in Torino for this one. Obviously, the coronavirus outbreak in northern Italy has been significant. So all the games that are going to be playing at home in northern Italy will be okay to play, but there will be no fans allowed in the stadium, so they're all behind closed doors. Does that matter? Atmosphere in the new Juve Stadium, to me, isn't quite the same as it used to be, but in reality that really hasn't affected them because they're so dominant
4: at home. Yeah, it hasn't affected them, and I have no expectations that it will affect them. Okay. I'm more worried about their recent form, and I know sometimes we say, you know, uh, history In doesn't... terms of
3: play, it's not really a results no, thing, by no, the No, no,
4: because they're getting the results, right? They're still yep. atop the City A, although it's a close race with Lazio, which is impressive. Again, uh, they went over the weekend. Lazio, I hit that minus 170, and, yep. by the way. Monday. There you go. Right. So, you know, I'm not worried about that, but they're just— the football that they've been playing is not the best football we've seen in a long time from Juventus, and— with Inted, who also recently, by the way, hasn't been playing that great. Yeah. So it's kind of a matchup where I think they're both going to really just beat each other up. Whether It could be very low scoring. I honestly don't think it'll be high scoring. I think that it could be a low scoring Again, game. Yeah, Juve's
3: plus um, money here. I know, I know it's like even plus 100, but...
4: Yeah, I still like... I, I, I would even go for a draw in a game like this. Behind closed doors. I, cu- I, I, you know?
3: I, I could see that. Because just simply, Ronaldo is so hot, right? He has tied... The consecutive goals scored right. in matches in Serie A with Batistuta. i um, drawing the blank on the other name. I, I don't know why. Um, but look, this guy is on fire. We know his age. Inter's defense is really tough. What, what are you kind of feeling here? Because, again...
4: He's got to slow down at some point, but we're also talking about one of the greatest players of all time. Well, even if he gets on on the score sheet, it doesn't mean that it can't be something like a one-one. I really like. Minus one thirty,
3: Inter plus one too. No, I know, and I,
4: but I really like to draw a plus two fifty because I okay. really think that. Uh, also, you think about it, Chiellini's come back for Juventus, right? Yeah. You know, and they desperately
3: need him, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he's going to organize. He's not shying away from a guy who's in his mid to late thirties, coming off a torn ACL. He's putting him in there because oh, yeah. they know we. they need to get him going simply because Keelan, we saw it when he got hurt last year and he missed the matches in the Champions League.
4: They're a totally different team defensively. Yeah, and he hasn't shown signs of slowing down, right? Last season, he was, you know, one of the best center backs again in, in the league. And mm-hmm. the organization that he provides to that team is just um, – it's Quite simply, he's you know, the best Italian defender of his generation. It's irreplaceable. We've seen Bonucci have so many slip ups, you know, it, for as solid please, as he can be. Please. But yeah, we won't talk about the Milan history and what happened. Right, yeah, I don't care
3: about that. But, I just It's just an overrated, like, they, they just fawn over the fact that this guy is <laughs> just sending balls 60 yards down the field. That's not his job. His job is to mark and defend, and I've seen him have way too many mental lapses for a guy who is regarded as one of the top five defensive players in the world. He's simply not even the top three defensive player at Juve this season.
4: No, I I mean, if you want to get Martino heated, then you go, you bring up Leo Panucci. Eh, um, but, no, I think that that's also going to be uh, very – it's going to be deep. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I think score it's – High-scoring matchup. What about over, under, two No, the, I'm going with the under, but that's why I'm saying it under. because you have – Under. one. They're both at 110, by the way. It, I think you go in, on, with the under. At least I would just because okay. you, you finally got Chiellini back. Don't forget who Inter had in defense as Chesney well. Chesney is fantastic. You
0: know, and,
3: I think it also depends if Handanovic is 100%. It. If it's Padelli, Juve win. Easily. Padeli is straight garbage. I don't think I've actually seen a worse interplayer in my no, life. No, he's
4: been very bad for them, 100%. If Andanovich comes back in the back line as who they usually play, it's I feel like the under. Because from, from the
3: worst interplayer I've seen, probably to the most underrated
4: interplayer. But it happens, right? This is what injuries happen, and this is what's happened. Padelli's let them down in the past couple of games. Any chance Inter interwin? No, there is a chance. You I think, think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is a chance. And you mentioned atmosphere is maybe not the greatest, but even with no fans, um, Inter have what it takes. You, you, you guys, did you forget they have Antonio Conte, right? He's he's coached Juventus in the past. Don't forget. I know history doesn't always matter, but listen, Conte is Conte. He's going to get the most out of this well, guys. Well, he's at
3: the forefront of a lot of revivals, right? Revival of Juve, revival of Inter. Yep. Italy, to an extent, they did miss the World One Cup. With but Yeah, but not at the end of the day. So I think if I'm leaning anywhere, if Padelli does play, I'm picking Juve money line. I like Inter to cover as well.
9: To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over a hundred and thirty million dollars. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.